Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Color of Change's award-winning Tell Black Stories podcast. Tell Black Stories was created as an extension of Color of Change's Hollywood work, where we are changing the rules in Hollywood by ensuring accurate, diverse, empathetic, and human portrayals of Black people in film, television, and music. They collaborate with writers, producers, executives, and, and influencers to raise industry standards and change representations of Black people and issues affecting us throughout the media landscape. Today, we are joined by the beautiful, talented, incredible Grammy Award-winning powerhouse, Kelly Rowland, where she'll be walking us through the release of her newest EPK and her musical journey up to this point. Kelly, first, thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations on this new EP and the birth of your second son. How are you? Thank you. I'm so good. And I really can't complain. I'm blessed. <laughs> Thank Amen. you for having me. Of course. It is always a pleasure to connect with you. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially as a person who grew up looking at you as someone to uh, admire and someone to like carry on the legacy of just beautiful Black women in this space. So I'm just an honor. I'm honored to be here and connect with you at any time possible. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, so we got to get into this EP because, first of all, I love that you just titled it K. Um, it debuted on February 19th, and the first single, uh, Black Magic, came just a day after celebrating your 40th birthday. So first, tell me why you only went with K, the first initial. Tell me a little bit about the naming of this EP. Um, Just being completely honest, I remember finishing up the record and everybody's like, well, what do you want to title it? Like, what's something that means this to you? And, you know, what's the meaning behind the records? And I'm just so excited, one, to put out music and excited to share new music with everyone. I was like, let's just title it K and keep on moving. Yes. <laughs> Literally just, I mean, for me, it's just urgent. You know what I mean? And I was just like, like K is, is it's Kelly, it's Calendria, it's my name. Like, let's go. Yes. Yes. I love that. And just keep simple to the point. And I think, you know, it's, it's also as much as it is simple, it's also like grown and sexy too. Like it just gives you that K like we're here, you're going to get into this and welcome to this new iteration of what Kelly Rowland has to offer. So I also find it that way as well. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about celebrating 40 and, and how that, how that has been for you, um, especially coming out of a pandemic. Uh, we're not out of it yet, but coming uh, through it, through a pandemic and uh, approaching 40, what have you learned um, uh, about yourself that you that you didn't know before? What is it, what is Kelly at forty like as a woman, a mother, uh, and an artist? I'm still figuring it out, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think for me, um, forty. I'm just grateful to see another year. You know mm. what I mean? I, I think that. I mean, I have now seen. It was so funny because my husband got me. 40, 40 flowers, but four huge like arrangements. And he was like, it's for four decades or being on this earth for four decades. And what a blessing that is. And wow. so, you know, I'm just really grateful to see another year and to see another decade. And um, I think that the, the thing that I've learned the most about mm -hmm. myself is, you know, I, I just love the simple things. You know, I, I remember being 
younger and feeling like, oh, well, this is going to make me happy, but this is going to make me happy. Making this much is going to make me happy. Looking like this is going to make me happy. Yeah. It ain't none of that. It's literally yeah. just uh, knowing that I am um, loved and I am uh, surrounded by my family. And um, that's what means the most to me. I'm just mm-hmm. so grateful for that. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Awesome. Literally. Yes. Yes. And, and so we have to talk about the experience of re- recording and releasing this EP. Um, how long did it take you to record? And did you record most of it throughout this quarantine? Uh, what was what was the recording process like for you this time around? The recording process was, of course, before uh, quarantine mm-hmm. and some in quarantine. I did a lot of vocals like um, in quarantine. Some I did over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, that. Uh, but that was really um, it, you know, we were perfecting things and uh, sending whether it was horn arrangements or things like that to like the actual um, uh, musicians. So, you know, quarantine made it actually really, really interesting. You know what I mean? To say the least, because we were still jamming and still vibing. Uh, but, you know, having to um, having to to just make it just a little bit more, you know, like judging it up and, yes. and and the the musicians like really respecting that and they were really patient you know because sometimes it's like oh well I want a little bit more of this and so you know sending it back and trying it all over again so in some ways it made it a little bit uh difficult but not really not really yeah, yeah. right yeah, it, it sounds beautiful. The the tracks I've heard so far sound really great. And so I'm excited that you all were able to kind of take your time with it because it it, it sounds it sounds different. There's new sounds that I'm hearing. Uh, Black Magic and even Hitman have this this older feel to it. Like it has a a, a traditional feel of like a, almost jazz with like some Afrobeats inspiration in there. There's like so much that I'm I'm getting from it. Um, and, and I wanted to talk to you about Black Magic, the video in particular, because it's such a great celebration of unapologetic blackness, greatness. Um, those images are so beautiful of the kids graduating from SC and then also the black women stretching and doing yoga and you with your beautiful sons. Uh, and so tell me, a little bit about what it was like uh, recording this song, this song, Black Magic, and getting the the visuals. What was the point? What did you want to reflect um, to Black folks with the song and the visual? Um, I wanted to reflect one, like, as you said, unapologetic Blackness. (laughs) Um, Also, strength and pride, and above anything, joy. You Mm. know, I think that through it all, I'm always amazed to see us smile, you know, at the end of a crazy year. Um, And I just feel like I really wanted joy to come across uh, because we have endured so much for so long and are still pressing through and and are still pressing on. Mm -hmm. And uh, things things are slowly changing, but we Mm -hmm. still smile through it all. And um, I'm just, uh, I really wanted that to come across. So you see the spirit of the, you know, young people graduating uh, and the women doing their yoga and the man doing the crumping dance. And he, to me, like, just feels like just strength, you know, Um, to uh, all these different uh, uh, families and black families and like what that looked like, black love. Like, I just wanted to pronounce all of that in the video. And I'm so grateful for the director uh, for just telling him what I wanted and him taking it to the next level. 
Mm, yeah, you really did. It was such a beautiful, it was such a beautiful montage of what we just love to see about ourselves, the, the, the humanity, the depth, the experiences that we all see that aren't based in trauma, that are really about just living life. I think um, I love seeing that. And you and you are you and your team did such a great job of reflecting that. So thank you for that beautiful video. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're, wel- you're welcome. And I, you know, we we would be remiss if we didn't talk about just the realities of the racial racial reckoning that we did, we did experience this year. We experienced a lot of pandemics as Black folks, and and um, you know, you are a mother of now two sons. So, what are your what are you kind of telling? What do you imagine telling them about growing up in this world, especially in a time where um, you know, as Black people, it we like we know we talk about it all the time. The traumas are very real. The joy is real, but the traumas are real as well. Um, and so, as a mother preparing for preparing two young Black boys for the world, what are some of the thoughts that are, are leading your mind as far as having those conversations? Um. Oh my goodness. It's so funny because me and my husband always talk about what is that conversation going to look like for us um, when we finally sit tighten down and Noah down and, you know, they, and they're going to have questions. It's not even about us sitting them and, and sitting right. them and talking to them. I know they're going to have questions because one, I know Titan is already quite inquisitive and I'll, I'll never forget um, when all of the marches were happening in 2020, he just heard do what's right. Mm. Would walk around the house saying, do what's right, do what's right. And he didn't understand what that meant. And I didn't know how to explain it to him. So I remember turning on CNN and they did a collaboration with uh, the Sesame Street. uh, And so when I was breaking everything, uh, when it was breaking everything down to him and I asked him, had he ever experienced anything like that Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like uh, racial injustice was concerned? He said, yeah, a kid picked on my hair. And I'll never forget the day, actually, that he came home and he said, my hair is poofy. We don't use poofy in this house. Yeah. I mean, so I knew that he heard it from school and it was around a time where he was trying to get us to cut his hair off. And, you know, Titan had these beautiful, glorious braids, like cornrows that he was rocking and everybody loved them in school and all. And all of a sudden there was an issue. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, well, what was the problem? You know what I mean? And he had one incident with another kid, you know, where a kid called his hair poofy. And I said, like, our hair is, you know, one of the many strong things about us as Black people and started to have the conversation with him about his skin. So I already think about as a kid, especially with so much innocence, I'm trying to think about how to like push, um, push all the 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 body and self positivity on him while he's young and sowing the seeds while he's young so that um he doesn't feel the need to conform to the world he can just present his most amazing black young self and um and that will be uh, more than enough, you know, um, but you do have those people that that he learned about on the Sesame Street CNN uh, uh, program that there are some people who won't accept that or who don't accept that. And um, the way they explained it was so great. And he understood it. And he was perplexed at first. Yeah, because he was thinking like, 
but everybody, everybody, like he doesn't, he doesn't see a world of color. Like, you know what I mean? Even as a, as a black boy, he doesn't see a world of color, like where he's black and this kid is white and this kid is this and this kid is that, like, he doesn't see that. They're just playing, you know what I mean? So um, I, I hope and pray, or my hope and prayer is that some of that will actually become a reality. You know what I mean? To where um, you'll understand, he'll understand, of course, how great it is. He'll know what it is and how great it is to be black, but he'll also not see a world where the color is the divide. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, that just made my spirit like really feel so warm. Just the, the, the iterations of the dreams that we've had from Dr. King to before, like that is so true. We, we continue to have that dream. And I hope that when Titan and Noah are, are older, that dream is more of a reality than ever. Um, and, you know, we are all working to create better spaces for all Black children everywhere and Black adults too. So um, I think it's so important that, that Sesame Street one did that but two that you know our families continue having these conversations within and without with outside of our circles too because it, it starts with the, the planting of the seed and the knowing that like you were talking about so absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. And even with, you know, we've seen so much growth in, um, especially with the internet, how we see Blackness. Um, we have so many opportunities now to celebrate so many of the different aspects of our experience. And that comes in music as well. Um, and we've seen some of the really great messages of Black pride throughout your, your, your EP. So do you feel like you've been influenced by everything that we saw this past year to really hone in on that, those messages throughout this new project? Absolutely. I, I've been inspired by uh, definitely what's been happening in recent events, but also like, you know, um, the the awakening, you mm. know, what I mean, of it all, because I remember being a kid and, um, you know, not really seeing that, but hearing people say, oh, my God, you know, talk, talking about, you know, being black and how unfair this is and that is. And I never saw that until I became older. And when I saw it, it was like, oh, it was such a great letdown. You know what I mean? That it was so real and that these stories are so true. And then you go back and you do your own research and you're just heartbroken that this is a, a country that won't let you, you or your people just like live. Mm. Right. Something right. as simple as that. So, you know, and, and justice, you know, what justice really looks like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you put your hand over your heart and you say a pledge and this is a pledge to, to what, you know what I mean? So I just really want my sons to understand how important their voice is in this world and, you know, to never um, feel like they have to conform for mm -hmm. sure. That's awesome. That is so beautiful. That is so that is so beautiful and power, powerful to hear. Um, and I want to switch a, a bit to the music industry because you've been in it for over two decades now. And oh my gosh, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Like I legit still have the first 1996 Destiny's Child album. So I I too now feel crazy when people say two decades. I'm like, first of all, I was listening, so absolutely not. <laughs> if, 
it had to be just 10 years ago, but <laughs> the, the music industry has changed in so many ways. We literally cannot even talk about how many ways, but what I have seen is the array of black female artists that are coming now, um, whether that be rappers, singers, poets, uh, there's so many out that are able to thrive in, in varying ways. Um, and, and they're, they're putting out new messages. It's, it's about everything under the sun. It's about things we've heard of. It's about things we haven't heard of. Um, you know, sex, R&B, justice, whatever it is, we are, we're talking about a lot as Black women and the support is definitely growing. Um, what do you think are the are some of the messages that you want as a person who's been in this industry for two decades, these young black artists to know about navigating this industry as a black woman, owning your voice in this space as a black woman, what advice would you, would you give them? I tell them to keep breaking down barriers. Mm. Um, keep uh, making your voice louder and louder. Um, and, you know, whenever you see whenever you see something that just doesn't like feel right to you, as far as, uh, you know, um, shoot rights and yes. uh, not right, but yeah, just like business. If you don't like the way something is going, you better say it and say it out loud. And, you know, I, I, I just remember the first time, um, actually like speaking out on something that I felt really passionate about, and almost feeling like at one point, like, oh my goodness, am I going to get in trouble, you know, for it, but not being afraid of that, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, you know, somebody um, actually saying, well, I know I, now I said something on my Instagram page and somebody said, I'm going to unfollow you. I said, well, beat it. Okay. <laughs> Bye. That's fine. That's, that's fine. I'm just so happy. I'm in a place now to where like, as much as I, you know, respect people's opinions, I feel like we have to respect each other's opinions and let people like, you know, do, do their thing. But if they are showing a, a good point or something that you're like, oh, well, I'm enlightened, like allow yourself to be enlightened and learn. We're never too old to, to learn something. You know what I mean? I feel like, I, and I got this from Janet Jackson. She says, we should learn something new every single day. And I completely agree with that. So, you know, if you're learning something new from a woman that, and she just schooled you on something, then you better listen, <laughs> period. Period. Whether that, it don't matter what the woman looks like, sounds like, like whatever she has to say, most likely can help your life improve in some way, shape or form. And I love that. I totally agree. I think what we experienced this summer with everyone having a voice, but also with everybody amplifying the leaders who actually knew what they were talking about, we were able to really learn and see and grow um, and, and then do our own research over things that we might not have learned in school because we didn't go to places where there was a whole lot of black folks and, you know, right. the system didn't have our stories. Um, and so now I think what's really even more awesome as, as artists like you put out EPs like this, but also as our, we know now what to teach the next generation of kids, how much more they'll know is what inspires me as well. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more because I feel like as the years go by, they learn more and more and they're actually exposed to so much. You know what I mean? And it's, it's so crazy because it's like a double-edged sword almost too. Cause you know, as for as much great information as you'll get, you'll also 
be approached with some trash of information too yes. uh, that never should have seen the light of day. Yes. So that happens too. And you have to be able to decipher, you know, what's real and what's not. And, you know, ask the questions, you know, don't just go to somebody's page or, you know, just take someone else's opinion, like actually do the work for yourself and, and dig for information because the truth is, is that it's going to benefit you. And it's going to some sort of way, when you get information, it sets you free in some sort of way, whether it's knowledge, whether it's passing it on, learning about it is just going to really make you feel even more grounded in your truth or whatever it is that you're coming into. So yeah, I encourage people to search. Yes. Yes. YouTube University is real. Watch out for some of them crazy videos, but YouTube <laughs> University is real. And I wanted to ask you just one, or, well, two more questions because I, I one want to talk about the whole album again, but of course I want to ask you as someone who has been in this industry, what what would you like to see happen to make this space a safer space for black women and black artists um, in a space where people truly feel supported? We, we here at Color of Change are, you know, actively doing the work to call out these companies and making sure that they're not taking advantage of black artists and black artistries. And as a talent myself, I've been taken advantage of in other organizations. And I, you know, I know what I would like to see change, but as somebody who's been through a few things in this industry and come out victoriously, um, what would you like to see change um, and improve for black artists in this space? Uh Financial literacy. Mm, yeah. Yeah, financial literacy. Um, I'd say uh, that's a big one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's 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 a really big one because, you know, we do so much flexing. Mm. And the biggest flex I think that we should have is um, owners of homes and businesses and yeah. Things like that, you know, like I love me a piece of jewelry. I do. Okay. And I love a nice car. I do. Um, but when you first get into the industry, like, you know, there's so much, like I said, of the, like, you know, trying to keep up with people. And mm. I just don't, I wish somebody would have told me, you ain't got to do that. Mm. <laughs> and if you do this, you're actually going to be quicker to get that if you just do this right. You know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, it's not just about the saving. It's about investing. It's about investing into other black businesses and each other. And, you know, uh, just financial literacy is a big one for me. Yes, that is so good. Ah, yes. OK, well, I would want to talk also, to you. Oh, also one more. And also mental health. Because Ooh, in yes. This in this industry, you know, you have, like I say, once again, you take the good with the bad, you know, for as much as someone is celebrating you, there will be someone who will not want to see you win as much. And it's not just about the not winning. The not winning comes in so many different ways. Yep. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're already our own biggest critic. But if you add millions of followers to that mm. and, um you know, uh, useless opinions to that. Um, it becomes, you start adding it up and it becomes a real nightmare. Yeah. Someone's own hell. And I don't wish anyone their own hell, 
at all because it's hard to come out of it and it's hard to come back from it. So I, I feel like when people get in this industry, yes, it's going to be challenges, but that part of it, oh gosh, mm. I don't, I don't want nobody to go through that. That's tough. It is. It is. And you hit the nail on the head with the social media part. I've seen so many people act like the other people on the other side of these accounts are not human beings. And it like just makes me want to go find everyone, like just search their IP and just go find them. But then I realized they're probably crazy, like real life crazy in their own. So I don't even want those issues or drama. Or their kids. kids (laughs) What they're doing. You know what I mean? Or you know, they're just as miserable or they are miserable and they just want you to be miserable too. So it's just, it's no purpose. You know, I, I learned a while ago. I mean, sometimes you come back at people because they say some of the dumbest things you ever heard. But I think that, um, you know, you have to ignore it for the most part. And I remember the first time, like, I just really started to own, like ignoring, you know, people in their comments. That felt really good too. Mm-hmm. And and that block button, I will use that in two seconds. I will and be don't locked. read them. Yeah, Why yeah. Don't read them? yeah. Lock. locked. <laughs> and so the last question I have for you is: as people are listening to this new EPK, when they start with flowers and end with better, and they are done sitting with your voice and 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 your new your new perspectives and your new songs, what do you hope they walk away feeling? I hope they walk away thinking, I'm going to play that all over again. And yeah. then they'll, they'll, it'll finish and they say, I want to hear it again. It'll finish and they say, I want to hear it again. I just hope it pushes joy and makes you feel strength and, yeah, joy and strength. Mm. Yes, joy and strength. We can always use more of that. You've been such a great guest in conversation. I know you have two beautiful boys to get back to. So thank you so much for being here today. And everyone, please make sure you go stream K when it releases on February 19th. That is only a few look hours away at this point. So make sure you all <laughs> are pre-ordering that and please support our girl Kelly and everything. Kelly, I tell you this all the time, but I, every time I, I see you or, or with you, I have to give you your flowers. Just thank you for who you are. Thank you for how you show up in this world. Thank you for your light and your love. You give so much joy to so many of us, especially the the girls who grew up watching you and cheering you on. Just know we got you. We love you. We support you. And we will always be there riding for you. That's that. (laughs) Yeah, Gia, I appreciate that so much. More than you know. Trust me. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Tell Black Stories. We want to say congratulations again on the release of Kay and your beautiful growing family. Make sure you all listen to this episode and more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream. I've been Gia Peppers and we'll see you next time.